Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I am your host, Travis. And this is X. And we are back, and this time, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our review of Captain Marvel. We just recently saw the latest uh, latest film in the MCU. And, the 21st uh, MCU movie. Oh my god, yeah, it is. That's crazy. Um, but before uh, we get into that... Do we want to talk about any news, or maybe we'll just want to tease it right now, and we'll save the news for the uh, end of the episode. Yeah, we'll here. save it until the end. Okay, we got some. Yeah, I, there's. I, I got some. Yeah. I got some stuff to say about Miss Larson that I'm <laughs> eager to get into. And uh, the day that we're recording this, there's there was some uh, breaking news today as regards to the MCU and Marvel and Disney and all that other stuff. So I figured this would be uh, just an appropriate episode to talk about just all that stuff too, um, while we're talking about. Uh, Captain Marvel yeah. over here, so because I don't know how long that conversation could be, because we can go off on that for a while. Well, that'd be something fun for our listeners, right? Yeah, we'll table that <laughs> till the end, though. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we get started, I do want to just let everybody know that this is a this will be a spoiler heavy episode. So if you have not seen uh, the movie yet, uh, go go check it out, and then come back and. Follow or if you don't us. care, then stick yeah. around. Yeah, some people just don't care. So if you're one of those who don't care, then welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Uh, really quick, were you really familiar with the character, the comic book character? More so from, like, the 90s. Yeah. Or I guess more importantly, were you excited when you heard, it might have been two years ago, that the next slate of... of on the slate of Marvel movies was going to be Captain Marvel. Like, when you heard that, like, ooh, a Captain Marvel movie. I wasn't excited, but I wasn't, ugh, I wasn't against it or anything. I was just kind of indifferent to it. I was like, okay, well, we'll it's, it's, I knew it was a big character. So I was like, sure, I know. And I've been, uh, late, let's say the past three or four years, I've been more um, hands-off of the actual comic books. I haven't been, I've been, I've gotten behind and I just stopped reading altogether pretty much. So, but every once in a while, I uh, go into a shop. You know what? You're like your old man. You're a slacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's a slacker too. Um, slacker. <laughs> but every once in a while, um, I'll go, I'll walk into a comic shop and just, you know, browse the, the new releases and see. But I knew uh, Captain Marvel was a, a kind of a big deal in, more recently than usual. So. Yeah, because I know that she's been in some storylines and, and whatnot. So, yeah, she might pop up in a storyline here or there. Um, I knew her more from that the Avengers Earth Mightiest Hero cartoon from several years back. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the only real comic book that I read that where she was a big part of it was Civil War Two. Yeah, that's a pretty new comic. It's yeah. only like like two three years old, and she's a major part of it. It's like it's Civil War Part Two, only it's now Tony Stark at odds with. With Captain Marvel, with Carol Danvers, right, right, right. and I hated her in that book. Did that you actually read it? You actually read the book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a good book. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis wrote it. It's a really good book. It's kind of like a Minority Report, right? In a way. Yeah. There's a, new, a mutant who can predict things, and she wants to be like chain him up, as because he he predicted some some shit's gonna go down, and Tony's like, hey, free will, and yeah, I was getting a lot of uh, the Minority Report ethical dilemma. It's a good book. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I disagreed with her. I was on Tony's side. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I was like, I don't, I don't like her even in the comics. <laughs> I don't even like her. But see, for, going back to 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 your question, I uh, when I think of Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel and all that, I I, I, inst- I instinctively just go back to like Ms. Marvel and like the the black singlet with this with the lightning bolt and this red sash the red sash yeah and the domino <laughs> mask and everything i just that's that's my i don't know when i first think of the character that's what i think of because it's it's been more recently than anything else that she became captain marvel i mean she i think she was miss marvel for a long time ms of yeah i know ms ms Mar- you gotta clarify <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they said that in the cartoon the x-men cartoon he said, it's, it's Ms. Marvel. Ooh. Man. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't super... I, I was the same as you. I wasn't like, uh, all right, a Captain Marvel movie. That's what I've been waiting for. But I wasn't... Uh, oh, no, not her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I then I heard the casting. I was, and then I was her. <laughs> her? <laughs> um, I wish it was just her, but unfortunately I knew who Brie Larson was. I wasn't overly familiar with her work because she hadn't done a lot yet other than... I guess she was in The Room, and that got her the Oscar, but I've never seen The Room. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you of all people said you weren't too familiar with her because I wasn't too familiar with her. Um, the, the most recent one I've seen her in was in the Kong Skull Island. Yeah, that's that the most my like, rec- That's my most recent memory of Brie Larson before this. With Loki and Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she was... Eh, okay, yeah, I mean, she did... She was just there. yeah. I didn't. Re- I didn't re- because every Kong movie needs like a blonde girl in it. It's like a rule. Yeah. And she was cast as blonde girl. I don't even know her character's name. She was just there, and that was like her. That was her first post room, like that, that getting an Oscar for Room, not The Room. The Room is an awesome movie, and I've seen it many times. <laughs> room, I haven't seen it, but uh, you know now she's got an Oscar. Hollywood anointed her. Now she's on to bigger and better things. And Kong was like her yeah. first step into the A list. I'm gonna do a big budget movie. And she was eh. I mean, she was in uh, Scott Pilgrim. She shows up and does her thing and, and leaves. She, she's not very memorable in it. She plays uh, Scott Pilgrim's ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay. The one who's dating Brandon Routh. <laughs> you know, she don't even remember her character. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember her in that movie, yeah. Yeah, she was in Don John, that movie that Joe Gordon Levin did. And, and the whole movie, she doesn't say anything. She's just, like, on the phone the whole time, doesn't say a freaking word. And at the end of the movie, she, like, says something, like, relevant. I've seen that trick many times before. It's called fucking Silent Bob. Yeah. And she was in Trainwreck. That kind of says it all. So I was never really a fan of anything I'd ever seen her in, so I wasn't thrilled that she was going to be in this. But I was giving her the benefit of the doubt. She won an Oscar. Maybe she's, she's got something I just haven't seen yet. But then, before the movie even opens, she makes a mistake, and then she uh, opens her mouth. <laughs> oh, so you want, you want to get into it right now? Yeah. Okay. Because that was a big, um, I think, and that influenced a lot of people going in. It did, yeah. Yeah. She went to the... It was like a, a, a luncheon or something. A women in... A, celebra- a celebration of women in film mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And it, I don't know. Just a bunch of Hollywood people getting together to jerk each other off. But she's giving this speech. <laughs> and apparently she, she saw the movie A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, she was the one. And she really <laughs> loved it. Someone had to, right? Yeah. Now that movie didn't do very well. It didn't make a lot of money. The audience, the audiences didn't care for it. The critics didn't care for it. Uh, from what I gather, it's not a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't it. Seen it's on either. Netflix. 
uh, I've noticed it on there. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Me neither. That's I, the funny thing. Because I have yeah. no interest. I yeah. saw the trailer in the theater for some other, I don't remember what, and I, I remember thinking, like, this looks like shit. It just didn't mm-hmm. look good. It looks silly. Yeah. But she liked it, and she blamed the fact that uh, because it was a, a film directed by a black woman starring a black woman, I'm assuming Oprah, mm-hmm. and the, I think the little girl in it was a black girl. The main kid, yeah, the protagonist probably. is a little girl, and, and I don't know, Minnie Kaling's in it. So she blamed it on that because, and then she just launches in a bunch of statistics about how, oh, the majority of film critics are white men, and and, and this movie was not made, this movie was, was not made for them. Uh, <laughs> four-year-old, I don't need my movie to be, to be watched by four-year-old white dudes, I think is her quote. Yeah, I don't need I don't need a forty year old white guy to tell me what I should no, think of the movie. Is that what it was? She yeah. says she says forty year old white dudes <laughs> like that, talking yeah, down. Don't or don't don't tell me how to what I should enjoy or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I I saw that clip too, and it's uh. First off, is this really a problem in the world that needs to be addressed? And she does this big build up. Like I I just unearthed this problem. Certain facts have come to light. It's it's a big problem, and you have the power to address. Like she goes on for like a minute before she says what the problem is, <laughs> and then when you realize, oh, that's it. Uh, you know, we this week, you know, we can't even get we can't even get Trump to talk down or, or come down against white nationalists. But thank God we have Brie Larson coming down on the issue of, of too many white film critics. <laughs> thank God for her, because <laughs> that's the real problem in this country and in this world. Yeah, not the white nationalists cutting people down. It's the white film critics. Yeah. Not taking consideration that uh, white dudes are probably the biggest, um, I guess, I don't know how say this, group of people that Consumers? Would be, yeah, would be like the critics. And, yeah, moviegoers, critics, all the above. That's, that's, I mean, that's who it is. That's just facts. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, yeah. I don't remember what her statistics were because she dumped like a whole bunch of numbers on me at once. But it sounded like an overwhelming amount of white men, which was probably not uh, doesn't equal the amount of white people we have in this country. You know, this country is getting more diverse every year. Right. But but regardless of that, I I don't really put much stock in critics, but I did go to the Rotten Tomatoes and and Captain Marvel the film as of today has a, a critic score or a Rotten Tomato score of seventy nine percent. But it has an audience score of 62%. Mm. So when you, Brie Larson, are <laughs> bitching about how my film isn't made for critics, they won't understand it, yet they love it a lot more than the people do. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, okay? <laughs> Yosemite? I mean, <laughs> the critics liked her movie more than the audience, yet she's like, critics won't get it. It's not made for them. So I don't yeah. know what she's complaining about. Um, but then, w- because of those comments... Social media woke up. <laughs> Twitter and Facebook and all these people got online. And would you say social media got woke? Oh, social media is always woke. My friend. <laughs> Am I using that word right? I'm still not. I don't know. Sure I'm, I'm, I'm almost a forty year white boy. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask you, but I didn't want to put your. Uh... <laughs> but how, I was going to say, how do you feel as a forty year old white dude? <laughs> yeah. Um... So anyway, as a, yeah. As, so as an in his thirties white dude, how do you feel that she's basically dismissing you in your opinion? Well, if I cared about her opinion, I'd probably be offended, <laughs> but I don't. So um, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I was gonna watch the movie regardless. I mean, whether what she says or anything impacted how I felt about it—that's another story. But 
Um, but yeah, people got wind of these comments, and then it just went to hell from there, pretty much. Went downhill. Do you think it's a problem that, I mean, because as a film critic, it's your job to put a, you know, that's like saying no no critic who's a white guy can like any movie that doesn't star a white male. I mean, just right. just in the terms of comic book movies, they loved Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and that starred a female, a non-white female, and right. it's Israeli female. They loved Black Panther. The critics mm-hmm. fucking ate 97% Black Panther has, and that was a black man. So where are you getting this, like, unless you're... Unless the movie stars a white man, a white man can't critique it or judge it. And I think that's what kind of started turning people away from Brie Larson and just in general, because um, not that she's not not that she's the only actor or actress in the MCU that has their own political views, but they tend to keep it like just on social media. But they've already been established, you know. They've already like. Um, Mark Ruffalo and I think Chris Evans, I think they're pretty political on their Twitter stuff, but we already know that's them. news to me. They, I didn't even know it. <laughs> they, um, I know Mark Ruffalo. I'm not sure about Chris Evans, but Mark Ruffalo for sure. But but they don't don't it's they don't go other way to like attack a certain what's the word I'm looking for um, demographic. Yeah, that, thank you. That's what I'm working. Uh, certain demographic uh, of their own audience. I mean, why would you alienate anybody? Why would you try to alienate? Any of your, your I, fan base. Like, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> you know what? They must keep their uh, their views and opinions all that quiet enough that it hasn't leaked over to where it's become common knowledge to mainstream people like me who aren't. Right, because uh, they don't say. Who they, don't use social media, yeah. Right, because they don't. They have their opinions, but they don't. They're not abrasive about it. They're not. Um, they're, they're civil. They have their opinions, but they're civil about it. Where. Um, her movie is just coming out, and she's going on press tours and all this, and she's mentioning all this stuff before her movie comes out. And I think that's what's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way on her, just in general. It's like, it's like, come on, lady, you're 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 just now coming into this thing, and you, you got a lot to prove here, you know? Yeah, I bet like Kevin Feige and Alan Horn, I bet they had kittens. Oh, when they were I know. Watching that. <laughs> like, yeah. shut the, like shut the fuck up. But um, <laughs> I, I think she was trying to. You think maybe she thought that it, the movie wasn't going to do good, so she was sort of getting ahead of the problem and creating a, a reason why. If the, like she was anticipating the movie was going to fail or, or get bad reviews or something, so she was sort of creating a narrative already. So if let's just say the movie does come out and it did bomb or it did fail with critics, people would be like, "Oh, well, you know what? It's because of the it's too many white people or too many, you know, like yeah. she, like she was setting it up. She, I don't know." Because because yeah. a lot of people, I don't know if that's what sparked it, because this movie seemed to be being attacked by uh, trolls mm-hmm. uh, and haters and what have you. Rotten Tomatoes shut down their early release commentary commentary option. Right, whatever. right, right. Yeah. Because they were saying that so many people were giving negative comments to the movie before it had even come out. And this had happened before, they say, with Black Panther and with Last Jedi they didn't shut it down not until this movie did they decide to just shut it down uh because so many people were attacking this movie before it even came out because of what she said or because they really just didn't like it i don't know i don't know which was it's chicken or the egg like did she start the problem or was she responding to a problem that was already there i'm not sure um if you ask me just from what i know from what i've observed myself i think this all came from her like yeah (laughs) 
people are like, what? Like, oh, you think you're slick? I'm going to zero stars <laughs> for your movie I haven't seen yet type thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't imagine the execs over at, you know, Disney or, or Kevin Feige or anybody or their t- – to uh to and the thing is she made his comments and we as you know if you're following the movies and everything you kind of read the, the the movie news and all that stuff you know that you know this movie captain marvel and her character this is kind of ushering in the new 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 phase of the mcu so like she's gonna be the face of the mcu and do we want are, are we already starting off on the wrong foot on this you know with i think with so. her making, yeah making these comments <laughs> saying these comments and alienating some people and i don't know it's just i think it just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way that's what it comes down to well i'm not i hope i think i don't want her to be the face of it it's not even so much that i don't want brie larson to be the face and then i don't but it's also i don't want captain marvel to be the face of it we'll get into that too yeah but uh one last quick thing before we get into the movie is um apparently all this trolling and, and trying to sabotage the movie I guess it didn't pay off because it did gangbusters at the box office, breaking records and like biggest opening ever. And just there's been this conspiracy theory going around and I don't know how much uh, stock I put into it that Disney was buying up a bunch of tickets themselves to inflate the numbers because they, Mm. they couldn't let this, this, uh, this franchise fall. They couldn't let uh, this be, like, oh, you finally, fa- you know, you finally failed. This would have been like their. I mean, obviously, some movies do better than others, but yeah. they all do pretty good, and they're all generally well received. Yeah, yeah. But this one might um, have been I, the first chink in their armor, and they couldn't allow that to happen. People are taking pictures of, of empty theaters and saying this is a sold out theater, but so many seats are empty. And my, I, the, I don't know how much stock I put in. The there. only, the only thing that I could, I don't believe that. But if I, I mean, if I did, my only evidence of something like that would be um they actually had <laughs> they actually had brie larson in a captain marvel jumpsuit going to a theater on opening night and saying hi to the fans like at the theater i saw that she's I was got like, her cup oh, with captain marvel wow like this is like really <laughs> you have to actually have her go out to the public <laughs> and, and, and meet all these white people um, it's crazy. I mean, all these stories, I, I try to find one from a reputable source, and it seems to be mostly, like, YouTubers and bloggers and things mm. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I figure if this was true, if those were real evidence that Disney was padding the numbers and juking the stats, I think, like, a real uh, a, a news source would be all over that. This is fucking Disney, you know? It's like the equivalent yeah. of, of, a, of, a, of a celebrity, you know, paying off a, a college coach to get their kids on the crew team or something like that. And we saw how much they fucking jumped all over that story. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, if this, this would be news, <laughs> if it was news. <laughs> if it was news, it would be news. Yeah, I don't think that would happen anyways. I mean, there's so much faith um, that moviegoers have with Marvel and MCU right now. I, w- it was going to make money regardless, just because of the... I, don't uh, know. I mean, maybe they got scared from Solo. You People thought that, you know, Star Wars as a franchise was untouchable, but the okay, but the moviegoers yeah, made their yeah. made their <laughs> voice known with Solo, and we are like, no, we're not going to just buy it. We're not going to just eat anything you, you serve to us. And Solo was, I think that lost money. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, maybe considering the campaign and how much money they spent on, like, merchandising that nobody's buying and shit. 
maybe Disney got scared of another solo one and decided to pad those numbers. I was trying to think of justifications why they would do that. Yeah, that's a good that's that's a good point. <laughs> if you're if you're conspiracy theorist, that's a good. Uh, <laughs> well, well, now that we're done, that let me take off my tinfoil hat <laughs> and let's get into the the meat of this. Yes, uh, the film itself. Yes, Captain Marvel's Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds funny. Like, if you didn't know this was a real character, would you be like, Captain Marvel? Like, yeah. seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Is this like a, like a, a mascot that the studio came up with or something? Like Chuck E. Cheese? The... I don't think that mouse is actually named Chuck E. Cheese, is it? Uh, is that mouse yeah. Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, okay, well, there you go. There, You know? <laughs> like a mascot. Like Front Row Joe. Uh, yeah. Nobody's going to know who the fuck that is. <laughs> uh, Google it. It's, it's probably worth the Google. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Was it hot wearing that suit when you would dance around the movie theaters as Front Row Joe? Extremely, yes. <laughs> He's a Cinemark mascot. I think they got rid of him. Anyways. Yeah. So, first thing I want to say about uh, now they're getting the movies is the, the Marvel opening. Okay, good. I was Yeah, yeah I was going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I remember like in real time thinking like, oh, they're throwing Stan in it a little bit. That's cool. Oh, there's a lot, a lot of Stan in this trip. Dang, there's still holy shit. This is nothing but fucking Stan. Like I, I went through the whole range of it's it's just like the Marvel, you know, where you we've oh, got like thirty characters to play with. Instead, mm-hmm. they just play with every Stanley cameo. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was a, a very fitting and. Uh... I thought it was a nice tribute. I did. It was a great really tribute. Did. Yeah, I might have even got a little teary at, at just the studio doing that logo thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing that, in just in general. But yeah, they didn't bum me out. I was like, "Fuck, I forgot he's gone." Yeah, <laughs> they didn't bum me out. Movie from the get go. But that wouldn't be the last time we see Stan in the movie. So, did you like his game? I'm not going chronologically because I didn't. I, yeah, I mean, we're I not gonna. By once. the way, I didn't want. I didn't want to go step by step, bit by bit on this movie. We, we're gonna hit the just the talking points. I thought. And, yeah, I did love his cameo though. The little mole rats reference. Yeah, Kevin Smith got a big <laughs> kick out of that. Yeah, on, did he? I bet. I bet uh, he fucking did. He did he uh, live tweet him crying, yeah, watching it. He took a picture of him post cry, and his hair was all messed <laughs> up. And his eyes were all red. <laughs> I was just kidding. Like I cries and everything. Well, I mean, so do I. My, but, you know yeah. what? My my I only my only my only nitpick on that cameo with him reading the Mallrats, which I thought I did enjoy the cameo in him reading Mallrats. I thought that was clever. Um, he needed the, the the beard. They needed. I know he. You know, it's it's current time, but uh, you know they didn't de-age him. Yeah, that's they should have. Fuck- what you you spent the whole fucking movie de-aging Samuel Jackson? You can't de-age Stan Lee for like four fucking seconds. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that part that just kind of took me off for a split second. Like, I it, did not even think of that, dude. I'd, yeah, wow, he had a, in, in Mallrats. He had a he had a beard and his, like darker gray hair and. Yeah, it um, was twenty years ago. He was yeah. a little younger man. Less older, less old man. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, wish he had said Brody. <laughs> yeah, just in the, like <laughs> so the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of the de aging, did you like how the Sam Jackson looked the whole movie? Looking like a negotiator, <laughs> diehard with a vengeance era Sam Jackson. He did look like negotiator Sam Jackson. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he had the he had the negotiator hair Sam Jackson. Yeah. Um, someone said this on on Facebook when a couple weeks ago when uh, Entertainment. The Entertainment Weekly posted the one of their covers, and it had the DH Sam Jackson on the cover. And someone pointed out that he looks like uh, Jordan Peele. It's like, 
He does kind of look like Jordan Peele. That's kind of crazy. Uh, I didn't get that. The, Jordan picture, the, the, the picture, <laughs> the picture on the cover specifically, it, it makes him look like Jordan Peele. But uh, anyway, I'm sure Jordan Peele guy could get that. Yeah, but, I thought the de aging was great. I thought they find. I mean, like every like, we've seen it before with with Michael Douglas and with Kurt Russell and, mm-hmm. and Robert Downey Jr. and a bunch of, and mm-hmm. it all looks really good. But you it can does. just sort of tell there's something off. Mm-hmm. This was flawless. I almost thought for a minute, like. Maybe they didn't de-age him. Maybe they just gave him a wig. I mean, you know, Black Don't Crack and Sam Jackson's like 70 and he looks great. Like, maybe yeah. they just gave him yeah. a wig. I really thought, because it was, it looked so fucking good. I didn't, I thought maybe they didn't use any computers. And then it turns out they did. Well, I mean. They they, they, they cracked it. They finally fucking cracked it with Sam yeah. Jackson. And like you just said, Black Don't Crack. Maybe they didn't, maybe they had to de-age him, but they didn't have to do a whole lot. Maybe they yeah. just take out some, yeah, you know take what? Out some lines, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, to make Robert Downey Jr. look 19, <laughs> and and, he, and that guy's had, that's the, had a hell of a that's life, the, too. That's their budget. <laughs> that's their budget to get him looking young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought Clark Gregg looked cool, too. It was, it was, it was, plus, it was just a treat to see A.G. Coulson back again. Son yeah, of Cole, back I was in the kinda, mix. I was kind of disappointed that uh, he wasn't in the movie a whole lot. He was just kind of there in a couple scenes. And... Yeah, he didn't do much. I mean, the thing about it is, that's sort of what Agent Coulson does. He's just in a couple scenes. <laughs> so yeah. They're kind of trying I to guess he's staying true to Was form. he like just a rookie in this movie, huh? Like he was just still kind of like a new agent. Yeah, Sam so. Jackson called him the new guy. Yeah, yeah. Like doesn't hate me yet. So so he earned. I mean, I guess that's how he became Fury's like right hand man. Although if he's been with Fury for like twenty years, how did Maria Hill sort of leapfrog him and become his like number one? Maybe she's been his number two all along, <laughs> or number three, whatever. Yeah. What I say? Well, maybe she's... I say number one. Yeah, I I, I think like your right hand man is your number one. That's 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 like Captain Picard, number one. My engage. He always calls Riker number one. He's my number two. I call him number two. Two. Right. The point is, oh, yeah. why is Maria Hill his go to <laughs> gal when Coulson has clearly been working on it for longer? Well, clearly, Xavier, we need another movie set in a past timeline so we can find out how Maria Hill. Uh, got to her position clearly. If you want to give me a 2000 movie where you make Kobe Smolders look 19 or something, I'm all for that. <laughs> Sign me up. I was kind of kidding, but I wasn't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, just throw Kobe Smolders in now. She's still. Mm. No de aging there, right? Yeah. Love me some Robin Sparkles. Okay. So, those is, uh, what else did you like about the movie? Let's Let's stay positive. We spent that whole okay. opening shitting on. on uh, let's stay positive. Would you? You know what I was surprised that I liked hmm. was uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. As as the lead, Talus, yeah, Talus, Talus, yeah. Talus uh, the head scroll, the, head, the basically the you know, the head scroll guy. Um, I I usually I'm not the hugest Ben Mendelsohn fan, or at least when he does these big budget movies, you know he's been he's been cast in a villain role a lot these last few years. In I think I said Rogue or Ready Ready, Ready Player, Player Rogue One, right? one. Yeah. Ready Player Rogue One, <laughs> Ready Player Rogue One, <laughs> yeah, and I think he's just like generic British guy because he's because he, well actually he's Australian but I, was he even British in Ready Player One? I don't think so. I don't even remember. That shows how little I remember about that movie or how little I thought of his villain. I can't remember him much in that movie. But in Rogue One, he's just generic. But he's also the sheriff of of Rodding, sheriff of Nottingham. Rottingham, thinking of Men in Tights. He's the sheriff of Nottingham in that new Robin Hood movie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Seen that one. So he's the villain in that too, and oh. I can't imagine he's a, he's fantastic. 
<laughs> on the strength of the movie, which again I haven't seen. I, I'm going to though. Don't it's worry, gonna no, be nobody bad, else saw it either. It's okay. <laughs> it's gonna be bad, but I'm going to see that movie. Um, you know, he was in the Dark Knight Rises. He had that terrible. Oh, you want the clean slate? You mean the device that would you type your name in? Oh, and blah, that's blah. him. That ter- that's right. Yeah, that was him. He was oh Daggett. He had that yeah. terrible exposition line. So he gets cast as a bad guy a lot, and I don't usually like him. Um, but I liked him in this. But I think I liked him more so when the switch came, and he was just a dude, and he was using his natural uh, Australian accent as the alien, and like I don't know. I thought he was. He looked like he was just more relaxed and having fun with the with i don't know well i was when, starting to dig him well when he's as this in the scroll get up and everything you don't even recognize him really i mean he's just he's so covered in makeup but i mean i knew uh, it was him well yeah but i'm just saying <laughs> when he's not in his and he's in his human form i mean yeah i guess he could just be more relaxed i guess more himself more or less no no in in his scroll makeup he was more relaxed once it once uh it turns out he was not the uh, like they do this switch, which is another thing I liked about it, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it be, that it came as such a surprise to me that the scrolls are the good guys. Okay, we're gonna. Okay, we're we're gonna have a nice little talk about this. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. Well, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> if I think because if you're just a moviegoer and you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like, oh my god, the Kree, the whole villains of Guardians, the Krees are bad guys. Yeah, and you know that going in. Um, but because, you know, I've, I've read comic books and in back, especially back in the nineties when I was reading a lot of fantastic four books, the crow, the scrolls, I, was, I said crolls, <laughs> the scrolls were, were a bad guy. Right. You know, they were infiltrators, mm-hmm. fucking Johnny storm married a scroll, not knowing she was in disguise, you know, human torch married a fucking scroll. Lyja and, uh, or Lyra or something. Lyja. It's L-Y-J-A. I've never known how to pronounce it cause I've only ever read it. Right, it, it, it <laughs> I've only ever read it. Lyja. <laughs> Laya, maybe maybe she, maybe she's Mexican. Laya, <laughs> uh, but um, so I guess in my in my brain, as soon as I heard scrolls in this movie, I'm like, okay, these these are some these are some ba- these are some bad hombres. I was like, the scrolls are gonna be the bad guys, even though I knew the Kree were also bad guys too. Mm-hmm. And so when the switch came, I was like, wow, I did actually did not see that coming because I was. I guess it was embedded in my comic book reading that scrolls are bad. Yeah. So I, I kind of appreciated that turn that I didn't see coming. You clearly don't feel the same way. <laughs> well, I'll agree with you. I didn't see it coming either. But uh, I, if I could sum, if I could sum up Captain Marvel in a couple words, I'm going to say missed opportunity or wasted opportunity, more like it. How so? With the whole this this the scrolls just in general um, when they were introduced and this is more or less from my personal experience in the movie theater watching it with other people with me right I know who the scrolls are but I'm watching it with with an audience of you know casual audience moviegoers they don't you know if you don't follow comics you don't probably don't know what their history and all that stuff right. Mm-hmm. So in the first half of the movie, when <laughs> yes, Tony Stark, you're not the only one who's burdened with knowledge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the first half of this movie, when the scrolls are introduced and we find out they're shapeshifters, and there was a couple scenes before the reveal where we see uh, Ben Middleton's character. He's as Fury's boss, and again, spoiler alert, we see him. As a scroll, like he changes over to scroll, <laughs> but the audience was so into it. 
like um, as far as the reveal that it could be anybody. Like, and at this point, we're still thinking the scrolls are are bad guys. Well, I thought the I thought the whole realization that Ben Mendelsohn's that the boss character was a scroll was when he's leaning over the dead scroll. On, yeah, that's on, what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. and he leans. Oh, but he puts his hand. He's like, "Don't worry, brother. Yeah, like you, by Crapdar's hammer, you shall be avenged." And he's saying that, and that's when we realize he's a scroll in disguise. Right? Is yeah. that what you're talking? About? Yeah, that's okay. The, okay. I thought I'm you sorry, meant when he I'm talking about. turned into a scroll. Oh no, that no, no, came no, way later. Yeah, yeah, that scene what you're just explaining. Yeah. Okay. Um, when that happened, like I, I can hear more than one people in one more spot, at, like gasping. Like, oh, it's, you know, like they couldn't believe. And so they, they, they have, I mean, they have something here. They have something with these scrolls that if that was in this one little movie with a relative nobody character um, being revealed as a scroll. I mean, could you imagine if we get that down the road with like an actual known character? Like, oh, that. so you want to do like secret invasion and all this kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, turns I knew, out Hawkeye's been a scroll this entire time. I knew, that, I knew we that... weren't. I know, I knew we weren't getting secret invasion. I would love to see it eventually, but I knew we weren't getting it now. But the fact that um, they turn the scrolls as like what they say refugees or something, they're just trying to. Yeah, hide. they the could only... still be bad down the line. They could. And matter of fact, in the comics, there was a story called Annihilation where they weren't hostile against earth or anything like that but they got wiped out um and they actually blamed earth uh for the, the heroes not coming to their aid and so that's when they started going back and starting the, the secret invasion thing so that's when that started happening so there could be something down the line that happens there has been 20 years between that and now between this movie and the, and the current timeline so yeah there's and I don't times. even think it's so much like good aliens, bad aliens. I think that these aliens are just so more advanced and mighty than us that what we think is good or bad it doesn't even register on their morals because they're such an older society spanning the galaxy that, you know, to say the Kree are good, scrolls bad, I don't think it's that simple. Um, so I, I think you could down the line, you know, do a movie with good Kree or do a movie with bad scrolls. I think it could go either way. It just depends on which ones you happen to meet on that day. <laughs> It just seems like we're um, we're bypassing a lot of history, and certainly with Captain Marvel, the the title character here, that you know Carol Danvers didn't just slip into the role of Captain Marvel in the comics. I mean, she went through several iterations before becoming Captain Marvel. So we're skipping all that history, and I think we're skipping a lot of history with the scrolls, unless that's somehow brought up later on down the road, like with the scroll the scroll Cree uh, war. Ugh, that's a the scroll Cree war. Um, if they ever mention that or get into that, I mean, that'd be cool to see on screen, but, uh, that's kind of a big undertaking to get onto the camera there, onto the movies. Okay. I have a question and this isn't like I'm setting you up to make a point or something. I legitimately have a question. Why are some, why are most Cree blue and other Crees are Jude Law and, <laughs> and Jaiman Hansu or Annette Betty? Why are some Crees just human with contact lenses? But like most of them are blue. <laughs> that is an excellent question, and I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, like she's on a team, and you've got Jaiman Hansen from Guardians. You know, it's like, hey, cool that you brought him back. He is Cree, and then Jude Law is there with contacts, and but the, there's like three other blue dudes, like a Viking yeah. blue Cree, and and like a, a a sexy Asian Cree. 
but they're all blue, so it's like, what's what's the deal <laughs> with that? And I don't. I mean, again, like I said, I, I'm not overly familiar with Kree. I actually know more about scrolls than I do with Kree in the comics. All well, the only yeah. thing I know about Kree is that like they're blue and they gave Captain Marvel her powers. And I think that's they, another thing. Another thing that messed me up with the the whole twist swerve thing with the with the scrolls is I've never known them to be dicks. No, I've never known them to be not be dicks. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm wondering where you're I've, going. I've never. I've, they're kind of dicks. You're right. Yeah, yeah like they're always. Just but they're not to... evil. They they're like they don't. I mean, if they blow up our planet to them, that's just like stepping on a bug. It's not that they're evil. They're like I'm saying. They're just so much older and bigger than us. They just don't care anything about killing a, a stupid little planet like this. But it's not that they're evil per se. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You, it's not. It's that's like it's not so black and white. Okay, so check this out. Thanks to Wikipedia, the blue-skinned, quote, purebreed Cree have Ooh. become a small but powerful minority. Uh, pink Cree, I guess those are the human Yeah, there are pink Crees. Yeah. Um, are much more durable than their blue racial brethren. Uh, the Cree were an evolutionary stagnant race. This was due to a single member of the Cree race attempting to gain control of the crystal of ultimate vision. There you go. Well, okay, well you kind of lost me there at the end. I don't know what broke the... I, you know what? I bet I know what caused the rift between them. I bet you anything, the blue Cree were trying to build a wall <laughs> to keep out all the pink Cree. And uh, the blue Crees didn't like this. Their, lead, their leader who proposed it, and then they overthrew him and murdered him in the street. And then there was celebration throughout the whole planet of Cree, and everybody was happy. The planet of, the planet of Cree? Okay. <laughs> the planet of Hala, whatever. Yeah. The planet they come from. The planet Hala! Yeah. Speaking of uh, Annette Benning, when you <laughs> when you found out that she was Marvel, pretty much literally the only Cree character I could name yeah. is Marvel. Yeah, that she was Mar- like it's it's a guy in the books, right? But it's a woman in the movies. Uh, did, did, you, did you feel any which way about that that they cast? I mean, it's an alien character, right. so you literally could almost cast anybody. I mean, right. they cast Jaimin Hansu as as another Cree. But instead, let's just cast a white woman. Right. I mean, after doing the same thing with Tilda Swinton, like instead of being an, an ancient uh, Tibetan man, they cast a white woman. Okay. Yeah. Instead of being a, a, a man alien who could be anybody, you cast a white woman. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I felt any which way about it, but I can just see how that's ammunition and it's dangerous to give them ammunition. I have no connection. Marvel. I have... No Marvel Studios because they took a role and gave it to a white woman. Yeah. Could have been anybody. Yeah. Well, um, I, th- to answer your question about changing it from the comic book source, I have, I'm indifferent. Like I know I knew of Marvel, but I, I have no emotional connection or ties to that character. So it's not like it's gonna ruin my childhood or if it's if Annette Benning is playing the character. You know, mm. or anybody else for that matter. I, I have no connection to that character, so this doesn't bother me. Well, I'm a little familiar with Marvel. I mean, I like Annette Benning, but well, it's good to see her uh, again. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Um, what else was good? Or have we subconsciously stopped saying what was good? <laughs> 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 I can't remember the last time we said something good. <laughs> it seems like hey, we never um, really. You know what? I, when I was watching this movie, the as far as the the. The how it was structured and everything. The the very beginning where we see Captain Marvel. Well, before she's known as Captain Marvel, she's not even known. Veers. They don't call her Captain Veers. Yes, 
Um, we see. Did her... you figure that out? No. Why the not, not until the dog tag. <laughs> oh really? Oh no, I got I caught that in like a minute. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'd never heard Veers before. So they kept saying Veers, Veers. I was like, I never heard her refer to as Veers Me neither, before. Yeah. So when they kept calling her Veers, Veers, I was like, it Veers. I kept listening because I thought maybe I was. I was like Veers, 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 Veers. Carol Danvers got it. Like it was like that. <laughs> oh, okay. I well, didn't I put didn't the. I didn't think they'll find a dog tag broken, but I was like, they translated her name, or they got a communication, or they cut the last end of her. I don't know. I kept thinking of scenarios. I think it. when they showed the dog tag on screen, I actually went. Huh. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like an audible eh. I mean it was fine me. yeah um, no, you know what was I saying oh yeah so when we when we're introduced to her on that planet and she's training with Jude Law and all that stuff and and then we get to the uh, I mean we know that the, the, the Kree aren't good people pretty much you know they go out and conquer and all this other stuff so we know that there's going to be revelation in her mind that oh shit I'm on the wrong side pretty much right that's that's where we're gonna get to in this movie yeah yeah so when i was thinking about that i was like this reminds me of she-ra <laughs> it's how it's it's uh a, um princess adora she's she's captured by the horde and she's uh trained by hordak and and then she realizes that she made a mistake and she no you're looking at me like I'm a, like a nerd no Whatever. i mean i i know <laughs> i know of she-ra i did not know her origin story Really? Never? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Shira cartoon. Who's the movie? Secret of the Sword. Come on. I well, I I remember Shira as a kid, but it was like I, me and all my friends. It was like you watch Shira, then you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> this was the '80s, okay? Don't watch Shira. That show's retarded, okay? <laughs> this is the '80s. Words meant different things. Uh, no, you couldn't be caught watching that shit. I watched or it. playing with that. Or no, I never watched it. <laughs> I knew of it. You know, she would cameo in Master of Universe every once in a while. And, I knew the property, but I I could not tell you anything about Shira. She was his cousin or something, right? He met his cousin. Oh, she was his sister. Or I'm think maybe I think a Supergirl. See, see, I don't really know much about Shira. <laughs> anyway, she, that's, like, what it, that's what I I I, I, I saw similarities uh, with that in this. So that's cool. That was, I would never have thought of that though. Oh, yeah. Kind of made me a little curious about Shira. I didn't know that was an origin. That sounds kind of cool. I knew Hordak. He he was like, was it? He was he's Skeletor's cousin. He was killed to a student, or vice versa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Because they'd always say yeah. they'd always say that in the cartoons every time they meet. Hi, Skeletor, my old student. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I remember because I remember thinking like, oh, then does that mean he's more badass than Skeletor? And ain't nobody more yeah. badass than Skeletor, except Frank Langella yeah. as Skeletor. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and his speeches. <laughs> the universe is power. <laughs> Captain Marvel is power. Uh, basically, he turned into Captain Marvel. He was all glowing and shit like that, shooting gold light. Captain, she turned into yeah. Skeletor. Yeah, pretty <laughs> when much. When she lost her powers, <laughs> she became Frank Langella Skeletor. Um, okay, here's something. It might be a positive. Might be maybe this is a bit of a double edged sword, and it's going to segue into something else. What you th- okay, the movie's set in 1995. Right. One of my favorite years. I love the 90s. Uh, I love VH1s. I love the 90s. I love everything. Uh, did you felt that they played with that too much or not enough or just right? A, a little bit, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell wait, you which one? I gave you three options and you just said... Okay. <laughs> um, no, they played with a little bit too much, I think. With the, with okay, the okay. There is a scene when she's with Annette Benning 
and she goes back to after come back from Earth, and they're playing Nirvana on okay. on the vinyl. And I was thinking, okay, these are this room that she's in is memories of her, like what she know, like what her subconscious, whatever. But uh, Nirvana came out after she had already been hijacked or, or whatever she got because she left in what 1989, right? That explosion hit in 1989. Well, I don't think it was playing in the AI in the grand intelligence. I think that was that was the cinematic score of the film. No, they played. They showed a vinyl. They showed a record player with the vinyl playing. Playing Nirvana. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I don't remember that. They, sh- they just, showed a record thought... player and they showed it spinning. Yeah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember that. She was inside. Well, she hurt when she landed. She's driving with Nick Fury. The song was on the radio. Oh, okay. And it and and you know because it was 1995 that Come As You Are was on a loop. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> bam. Lawyer. Okay. Well, since you brought it up, I mean, I thought the 90s shit was okay. I mean, you know, oh, blockbuster video, that's fun. Um, oh, she shot a, a standee of, of True Lies, uh, you know, that's fun. She, yeah. she breaks into Radio Shack and hacks uh, a payphone to call into space. Somehow, uh, somehow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that was a little dumb. Like, how, how'd that happen? <laughs> a future, a space age, uh, alien tech, okay. Yeah. But um, I thought, yeah, I mean, she, she steals a, a, she's wearing a Nine Inch Nail shirt the whole movie, yeah. But the thing, okay, the soundtrack. You mentioned Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Off, uh, again, I didn't research this. The, off the top of my head, that's the only track that was not uh, a female band. Uh, yeah, I noticed that too. There was a lot of female. Uh, it was only female on. until that one. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, oh, oh, let's play some Elastica. Let's play uh, uh, a bunch of others, TLC, and but the thing is, like, they didn't. I mean, you were pigeonholed by. By like one year's worth of music, I guess. I don't know why the film had to have only songs that came out like within a year or so that year. Might have been like now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been nothing but 1995 music. Uh, I'm only happy when uh, Garbage was in there. I remember that one, and it was like it's okay. For, okay, I think they were trying to be Guardians, and Captain mm, Marvel, you yeah. are Guardians. You are not okay. The way <laughs> James Gunn. <laughs> Made that playlist and selected that from like from a, from over a decade's worth of music, mm-hmm. more so even really. And but the thing is, he doesn't try and find a song that like oh the lyrics are gonna match up really cool with this song. Like no, he just finds a good song where the mm-hmm. beat just happens to work. You know, I remember when I saw Guardians in the theater, the first one, and that first scene um, past the opening, the depressing opening of, of a kid watching his mother die. But then where where Quill is in that room and he, he puts out, he whips out his player and he starts playing that, um, the come and get your love. It's just, it's just a good song and he's dancing to it. And that's when I noticed like, this is different from any Marvel movie I had seen. It was, it was kind of whimsical and silly. And, and that song just worked when he grabs that little alien and uses it as a microphone. <laughs> Uh, that's I such a good in. entrance. That's a, such a good intro for that character. <laughs> it's yeah. A, yeah, and and the music just worked, and so many others. I could just go off at all the times, the songs. You know, Cherry Bomb when they're suiting up, and so many mm-hmm. great times. Guardians has really used music in a, in a great way. But this movie was just, uh, hey, what was popular that year? Oh, that's a big hit. Everybody knows it. Just plug it in there. You could have just swapped well, out any '90s hit. Here, here we go. We have "You Gotta Be" by Desiree. 
Um, oh wait, you're right. We, when she shows up at her friend, um, yeah. her black friend. Yeah. Hey, what the? What was the pop song song by a black woman in the '90s? You gotta be okay. We'll play that one when she yeah. meets her black friend. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but that can't be a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, we have connection by Elastica, which you already said. I'm only happy when it rains, but garbage. Yeah, Crazy so. on you by Heart. When was that one? I don't know. I mean, that's that's like from the '70s. Yeah, it's weird. I love that song though. Celebrity Skin by Hole, which was on the outro, like when the credits started. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. What a way to end the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss Me Deadly by Lita Ford. I remember they were karaoke in that one. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, Please, Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes. Well, Sam Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Come as you are by Nirvana, obviously. Just a girl by No Doubt. I remember that was doing that okay. Scene, yeah, you know? I, I was putting that one off till last. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, when that song comes on, like she's finally—is that when she unlocks her? Yeah, she's unlocked her powers mm-hmm. now, and she's like totally powerful. And there's this big fight scene where she kicks a lot of ass. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start playing do 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 do. Oh, I literally almost mm-hmm. put my hand up and and put my head down. It was just—it's so on the nose. Like you didn't. Yes. Uninspired. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank. Yeah. Uninspired. It was too on the nose. Get the fuck! Oh, <laughs> that was the nail. That was the that was the nail that broke the camel's back. Was it? Yeah, as, I can. I, can I yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, that was the that was just the last straw in the coffin. Let's see what else we got. We got "Crush with Eyeliner" by uh, and "Man on the Moon" by both by REM. Uh, what a man by Salt and Pepper and Waterfalls by TLC. Waterfalls. Yes, <laughs> and I mean they didn't compliment. They didn't. I don't know. It was just uh, we need a. Guardians is really cool. <laughs> I want to be like Guardians, don't we all? But we're not. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this: what, what did you what did you think of Captain Marvel as a character, like her abilities and stuff? Do you think they made her too powerful? I think by the end, yeah. I appreciate them keeping her powers restrained for the whole movie. Otherwise, there'd be no movie. Yeah, because she's just so fucking powerful. Um, at the end, it was like. Not even a challenge. She's literally just flying through spaceships and taking them down. Just so I appreciated them keeping her powers in check. They're, even the first time where she really kind of like kicks some ass, she's got those um, like those handcuffs that go over her whole hand, so she can't even really shoot bolts. She's just having a fight. Yeah. So I appreciated that she slowly got more powerful as the movie progressed. I thought that I thought that was fine. And you know what? To to be honest. And to be fair to the movie and the character and everything, actually, I didn't. I actually didn't have a, a problem with Brie Larson's performance as Captain Marvel in this movie. Like, um, I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy, um, <laughs> but I mean, because maybe I had such low expectations. But there was there's a, you know a few scenes. Eh, I was kind of okay. Yeah. Is, but it's more or less the action. I'm think you know one of the things one of the scenes I'm thinking of because you just made me think about it was that scene where she's got those those like little cuffs on her arm and she's trying to escape yeah. and she's going through all that. I mean, some of that was was pretty good, but uh, this maybe that's more what I'm thinking of is like more of the, kind of the action stuff and not more or less just her talking to her friend about stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Let's come. To, let's all right. Let's get to it. Brie Larson as the titular character of Captain Marvel. Uh. 
Dude, Brie Larson sucks. <laughs> Dude, Carlo Ren sucks. No, I, okay, I thought, like, at the beginning, they keep saying, you know, she's training, you know, Morpheus is fighting Neo, and she's training with Jude Law, uh-huh. and he's like, you got to control your emotions, and you can't let your emotions get the better of you, blah, blah, blah. They're like Vulcans or something. I thought this was like a Cree thing, that you got to keep your emotions in check, which means you got to be boring and lifeless and emotionless and, 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 and not at all and all this kind of shit. That was me giving the benefit of the doubt. I thought she'll get to Earth, she'll she'll learn who she is, she'll gain her humanity back, and then she'll mm-hmm. become like a normal, regular person. No, she stayed boring and emotionless and lifeless throughout the whole fucking movie. <laughs> and I realized that was just how Brie Larson chose chose to play this character. Totally bored. And it bored me. I was so bored whenever she was on screen. She's like well, the like weak link of this movie, and it's her movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and and there was no other than the that revelation that she has that she's that she was lied to or whatever. She didn't really have. I didn't feel like she had like a uh, arc, like a uh, yeah, like an arc. Like she didn't change her personality. Like nothing about no. her characteristic <laughs> changed at all. Like with nothing. She does. She has no character arc. Oh, she gets her memory back, but that's not a character arc because she didn't really change. Her morals didn't change. Nothing really changed about her. Nick Fury had more of a character arc. He learned that he was in this bare world, and he's he's spurned on to create to defend the earth. You know, he grew and changed more than she did. And and he likes cats. Uh, well, or does he hate cats now? Ah, uh, now yeah, he probably hates cats. Okay, the fucking cat. <laughs> uh, I don't like cats. I mean, I'm a dog man. I was raised in a dog family. Personally, I think cats suck. But I was okay. When the when the second trailer or whatever, when he's like, "Oh, little baby kitty," blah 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 blah. I remember reading YouTube comments. Oh, the, the cat's gonna scratch his eyes out. Oh, now we know how Nick Fury Nick Fury loses his eyes. The cat. Uh. I was like, "Oh, that's funny. It's a good meme. Mm. It's not good for fucking canon of how <laughs> Nick Fury loses his eye." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so stupid. Yeah, I thought the cat thing was okay. First off. The cat thing was dumb when it's just like, it's got tentacles, and it looks like one of those things from Force Awakens that are running all over the ship with the tentacles and shit, but in a cat. And then it scratches his, I thought, like, seriously? That, we've been waiting 20 movies to find out how Nick, because he showed up in Iron Man 1, we've been waiting 20 fucking movies, 21, (laughs) because it happens at the end of the movie, 21, well, okay, 20 since Iron Man, ends of Iron Man, yeah. End of yeah. Captain. Okay, twenty movie. Let yes. me see the shit. To find out how he lost his eye, even you know we get the big reveal in Winter Soldier, and like, oh, how did he lose? The last time I trust, I trusted somebody. I lost an eye. Yeah, Ooh, motherfucker. And this is how <laughs> it happened. A fucking cat. I was wondering if you were going to mention that line from Winter Soldier. Where he said, "The last time mm-hmm. I trusted someone, I lost an eye." It's like, like they set it up. Like, ooh, who did it? Ooh, what if? Oh, yeah. What if? What if? Like. What if a uh, Romanov or something Natasha did it? Like, and and it was on that mission that when he recruited her, like that shows the trust that he has. Even though you took my eye out, we went through some shit, and now you're because you know, there's talk of her getting a solo movie, and they they say it's going to yeah. be a prequel. Yeah, I'm not excited about it, but I mean, what if like DH yeah. him in that only for like one scene, or and then she's the one who took his eye, or something like how cool would that fucking cat? Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, did you okay. ever see? Did you, you, I know you said you 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 left before the the final end credit. Did you see what the final end credit was? 
I saw the mid credit scene, which is basically probably going to be a scene straight out of Endgame. I did not see the final end credit scene, though. Uh, you but can tell you, me about it. I haven't seen it. I don't care. It's basically the cats coughing up the Tesseract again. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. I mean, I assume it did at some point because so they're it, researching let, it. Let me ask you this. Is, is the Tesseract, like... Um, I'm trying to think of like all the connections this movie has to the timeline, and the Tesseract is one of the first things I think of because we know from Captain America it was in the bottom of the sea. They they found it, but that uh, happened like right after Captain America. So yeah, but then I but, think it fits. You know, Lawson, the Annette Bedding's character, she found it and she took it up on that little space shuttle above Earth that was cloaked this whole time. Mm-hmm. And they brought it back, and now that's how they now that's how Fury got a hold of it, and that's where we see it. Um, in uh, in Avengers, yeah, yeah. I, I think the math, I think the math works. The timeline works as far as the Tesseract goes. I think that the, the math holds up. Uh, the whole Fury now knows about aliens twenty years ago, but uh, you know, it, he says that it was Thor. That sort of sparked mm-hmm. him d- deciding Earth needed a new a, a new level of of uh, what do you say like like the Earth is filling oh, up. Oh, and it's talking about yeah, yeah. In Avengers, you know when they when they're he's trying to justify how he uses the Tesseract to build hydro weapons and shit like that, and he he points at Thor like because of him, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Thor's arrival is what made him realize that we need to up our game and everything. But he's known about this for twenty years. Yeah. And that's, I think that was the big question. Like, I know I got asked that question a few times from people before this movie came out. Is like, how do, if this if she was here twenty years ago and starting shit twenty years ago, how is how is there no record of that, or how is that not explained? And I don't think they ever answered that question in this movie. Does that mean that she's Captain Marvel, the first Avenger? Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, where are you going? <laughs> Do Sorry, they have to retitle? No one got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they have to retitle Captain America now? Because he's not the first Avenger anymore. Yeah. Oh, wait. Or... Well, you know, I guess he is because it was World War Two. It still predates Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But, <laughs> but I mean, he, but it turns out he named the Avenger Initiative after her. Yeah. So he might be older than her, but as far as being like quote-unquote, an Avenger, it, you know. And I hated that, too, that now she's responsible for the, even the name Avenger. Her name, her call her call sign was Avenger. It was like, ah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, it was her call sign, like Maverick or Goose. Yeah. It's Avenger, which is a stupid call sign. <laughs> okay, I've known a lot of call signs. I know a lot of dudes a lot of call signs in my life, and a lot of them were dumb, but Avenger is stupid. <laughs> nobody would have, nobody, your friends would not let you, hey, what's your call, first off, you don't get to choose your call sign, other people do it, and nobody would call you Avenger, that's stupid. Really, you don't, you don't, you don't make your own call sign? Not, well, in my, well, I mean, obviously, I didn't get a call sign, but I knew plenty of pilots, and, uh, it's, no, you don't, it, it's sort of like giving hmm. you. Oh, okay, cool, I didn't know that. Otherwise, everybody would just be giving themselves badass calls. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, you after, know, because the Top Gun, there'd be like, there'd be like, be like Mavericks. Mavericks, you know, <laughs> no, because then you got ten guys all fighting over who's gonna be Mister Black. Nobody knows each other, so nobody wants to back down. No, 
That's good. That's a good analogy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I you know you know uh, Mr. Ultimate coming in for a land. You know, Big Dick Four coming in for a land. Everybody would be like giving themselves badass names. No. Um. Also, I mean, not only did I find her 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 like you said, I, well, like you said, like I said, I thought she was boring. She had no character arc. She spends half the movie discovering her past, but we kind of know what her past is. That like, we mm-hmm. can put it together, maybe not the details. So it's mm-hmm. kind of boring yeah. watching yeah. her go through the motions of putting it all together when it's like, dude, just get to it. We know what happened. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that made her boring, her story. I didn't care about her story, her journey. Okay, her journey. She had no, her journey was boring. Her arc is non-existent. Her performance is wooden. I know. I, I I wasn't a fan of her, uh, and I don't want her leading my my Avengers. Mm. Well, which I mean, okay, like you said, you talk about the end credit scene. The mid credit scene is them. They the Avengers have her pager. The, the remaining mm-hmm. Avengers, fifty percent of the Avengers, have her little space pager. And it just dies. And they're like, what happened to the signal? It just dies. And then she just walks in the room. Like, where's Fury? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. So if she show like, she's not really in, well, I was going to say she's not in the new Avenger in-game trailer. She's in the second one now. But if if she just shows up in Avengers Endgame and fucking just blows away Thanos with her laser bolts and the Avengers do, don't, if she saves the day, I'm going to be really pissed. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be pissed. And I don't. I really don't think they're going to... I would hope they wouldn't do that. I mean, that's... But uh, like you said, they're they're setting her up to be like the next... not The, the face of the new phase of, yeah. of the MCU. And, uh, I mean, like, this is the Avengers journey that they've been on. You know, mm-hmm. from Cap, Cap, and for, you know, for over 10 years we've been following these heroes and their struggle. And as they come together as a team and as they got broken apart... As a team, and as they ha- are forced to come back together to become a team again, you know, we've seen them go through all these trials, and everything, and, and it's their fight. And for her to just swoop in with her laser hands and save the day, nah, and, I don't want that. And before before anybody says, I first of all, I agree with you, but, but before anybody says anything to counter that, it's it's not a woman thing. Like I wouldn't want to see any new character just swoop in. And take care of Thanos oh, no. for the Avengers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I anybody just, showed up yeah. at the 11th hour yeah. and just saves the day, I'd be, you know, why couldn't she have been part of the 50%? Why couldn't she have gotten disintegrated <laughs> too? Oh, if only. <laughs> I kind of wish Black Widow had gotten disintegrated too, because now we got to put up with her for a whole movie. Now you got to put up with her and Captain Marvel in the same movie. Both of them, yeah. Thank God Nebula didn't get to. Yeah, but uh, mm. I like Nebula. She's got spunk. I like her. Yeah, you're the one who always has to win. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way she does that. I was like, oh, my heart. So <laughs> I hope that's not how she fits into Endgame. But I'm assuming everybody's going to come out okay. Minus, obviously, I think we're going to probably lose Tony. We'll probably lose Cap only because uh, Robert Downey and you know Chris Evans, their contracts. You know, they want it's. Their time is up. It's time to step aside. Yeah. Um, well, a couple, but a lot of people are going to remain. Yeah, a couple of things. Um, Kevin Feige recently said that, I guess in wake of everybody already assuming that she's going to come in and just punch out Thanos and, and kill him in one punch, but I, he, he said something to the effect of, 
she does have an Achilles heel. Like, she's not invulnerable. So, I guess that's his way of saying that she's not going to be coming in and and saving the day, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Thanos is like, the only way to defeat me is you have to act with some emotion. <laughs> and she's like, no! <laughs> My one weakness! <laughs> that's not true! That's impossible! No, wait, that's way too much emotion for her to say. That's not true. That would be impossible. <laughs> I don't even know 40-year-old white man telling me what to do. Yeah, shut up, <laughs> Josh Brolin. 40-year-old alien. Um, well, there's that. And also, just to kind of second what you said about you know uh, Robert Downey and, and Chris Evans on them, this whole thing after this, they're, they're, they're calling this whole, all these movies leading up to now is called the Infinity Saga. So I guess where we had like phase one, phase two, phase three, all that together is called the Infinity Saga. I'll buy that. Yeah. I mean, the Infinity Stones were peppered throughout the whole saga, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, that you will sense. when they make that. That just sounds like a that just sounds like a new 4K box set. <laughs> the Infinity Saga. Twenty two <laughs> movies, or do you think uh, Spider Man Homecoming is going to be lumped in there? You think it takes? Do you think Spider Man Homecoming takes place before all the shit went down in Infinity War One? I bet they're going to open that movie. Yeah, I think yeah, it does. Yeah, I are think. Yeah, about, they, wait, for, are you talking about Far From Home? Is that what you're talking about? The new one. What I say? I was, well, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I said Homecoming. I meant Far From Home, the next one. Oh, I think I read somewhere that that's after Infinity War. So the whole movie is basically a spoiler. I guess. The existence of the movie. Oh, see, I was I hoping guess. that they would. I thought they might, uh, like, have the movie start with, uh, like, the end of. Like, like, show him on the news and show Tony Stark is still around. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, let him know, that, like, in, like uh, Infinity War hasn't happened yet. Like, let this... Because otherwise, yeah, the the very existence of the movie is a spoiler. Yeah. That, and that's kind that's of... That's not dis- fun. That's disappointing. But, um, and, and that's just, I think, rumors and stuff that I heard. I don't think I heard that from an official source, that it comes after the Infinity Endgame. Uh, Infinity Endgame. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um... But that would be kind of cool if it was just like Far From Home was. Um, oh, there was a there was another fan theory that um, Far From Home takes place bef- before Infinity War, and um, the bus trip that they're on in Infinity War that's them coming back from the airport or coming back from the the field trip to England to to Europe. Like that's them. That's them coming. I'll buy back. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll buy that. Uh. If this, if obviously, I, I was gonna say, if the MCU continues, if when as it continues, like, do, do you want Captain Marvel to keep getting solo movies no. and be a thing? I, but the thing is, we can't get rid of her. Or they can't get rid of her. What would you think if they just sort of like lumped her in with Guardians? Because because this movie Captain Marvel had a Guardians feel to it. Mm-hmm. It did it did the wannabe soundtrack thing, but every time you went to a planet, it gave you like the same like the title of the planet. With the coordinates, like the same font. Yeah, that it does I did, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah, it was very. So it, it had a Guardians vibe, like it's it's playing, like it's more closely associated with Guardians than it does with the regular MCU, even though it mostly takes place on Earth. Yeah. Like, um, what if you just sort of because maybe she'd be easier to tolerate in a group if she wasn't front yeah. and center. I mean, yeah, but or would she sort of just sort of negate every Guardian because? Don't worry, I've got this. And then she kicks it all the ass, and Drax is still like with his knives, like, "Oh, okay." I don't know, man. See, that's the thing because I'm not Gamora. a. I don't know. 
<laughs> uh, too soon. No. Um, <laughs> Do you want Gamora to come back? <sighs> she didn't die from the snap. Like, she died. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Now, if I'd rather she stay dead. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing because she didn't die from the snap. She died before that. So I think she should stay dead. That's just me. Yeah, her death, like, really meant something. That, that this guy killed his own kid, you know. And I, I like Zoe Saldana. I like, and well, Gamora's fine. We don't need her. Gamora's like, uh, she, she's like the Jim, the Jim Halpert from Office of the <laughs> Guardians. Like, she's a straight character who, like, muck, like, who always like I'm with, I'm with a bunch of idiots. Are you seriously asking? Yeah. Like, if 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 Guardians was shot Office documentary style, every time Drax did something crazy, the camera would look at Gamora and she'd like mug to yeah. the camera like Jim. <laughs> like, she's like the Jim Halpert of, of the of the Guardians. And I don't think you need a straight man. Just make it a whole bunch of Dwight's, whole bunch of wacky. You know characters. what? Replace her with Nebula. Yeah, Nebula's great. She kicks ass too. She kicks just as much. Her attitude against all of them. Well, forget about it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and she, plus she, she she'd be like, "Let's kill them." Be like, "Whoa, whoa, Nebula, we don't kill." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Gamora was this kind of especially especially in uh, Infinity War, they had forced that relationship with her and Star Lord. It did kind of escalate, yeah. uh, really fast. To, yeah, um, and she was kind of reduced. I think that kind of hurt her character, to be honest. But that's that's just me. I um, like that they took it slow in the first two movies. Yeah. Especially the second it. one. Yeah. yeah, they hinted, but you know, we wanted it. We wanted it to feel earned. Mm-hmm. You know, like Tony and Pepper didn't hook up at the end of part one. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to mention specifically about the movie itself? Uh, I don't know. Probably won't. You know, tomorrow I'll come up with like shit. Why did I say that? <laughs> but uh, no, I think. Uh... Okay, let me ask you this: uh, Would you recommend okay. it to people? Uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. I mean, especially if you're, um, if you're into just these movies or just sci-fi in general, I mean, um, but not for, not for the character's sake. Yeah. Just just for the the overall. I think the best thing that this movie had going for it was the fact that it took place inside the Marvel sandbox. I agree. Oh, a Tesseract. Oh, it's Dick Fury. Oh, it's the, you know, everything was a reference to the, you know, the Marvel, 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 Marvel. We have over a decade of references and stuff to play with. If you stripped all the Marvelness away and it was just an independent, like if this was episode one or whatever, if this was the first Marvel movie ever, I'd be like, shared universe around this? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's, it's not the best Marvel movie. No, no. By far, but uh, and I'm it's colorful, yeah, cool effects, and I'll, Sam Jackson almost makes it worth it because he's actually a big part. I didn't think he was going to be as big of a part of this because I heard about the de aging. I was like, we so he'll do a cameo. He'll have maybe a third of the movie. He's like in the whole fucking movie, and mm-hmm. they de age him the whole time. That looks great. It's like watching a ninety Sam Jackson movie. What do you cool. think of? I mean, he had a, this is not the same uh, Nick Fury that we've gotten of all the other movies where he's more hardened and. Uh, yeah, he's just an agent, level three. Okay, so does, I mean, this is almost like a—he's a totally different he's character. A, he's almost. a softer. Yeah. He's a soft. He's Did you buy he's it? a he's he's a he's Nick kind of angry. He's not Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, on that note, <laughs> we're gonna end the show. <laughs>
No. You know what I want to see in the next Captain Marvel movie? And I, I'm not even kind of kidding here. I want, because, uh, hey, uh, Fox merger just happened. I want Rogue to show up. I want her to touch Brie Larson's head, suck all the fucking power out of her, put her into a coma. Then, bam, we got a flying, strong rogue, and we got a fucking comatose Brie Larson. <laughs> it's win freaking win. Because that's how she got. That's how Rogue gets her flying and her right. strength. Is she yeah. sucked out Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel's uh, powers? Yeah. Bam. There you go. Everything I know about Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel is from that 90s X-Men cartoon episode. <laughs> so we're so rogue to that. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So uh, there you go. That There you go. You, Kevin, take it. I'm not even going to charge you, Kevin. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, uh, which we were talking about earlier, but um, yeah, X-Men, bringing them into the MCU. That's the perfect way. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. Well... <laughs> We'll get to that here in just a second, but um, so how would you how would you rank this movie? Uh, how do we want to say uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle? Or uh, um, I mean, one out of ten. Guess, one out of look, oh gosh, like I said, it's a Marvel movie, and there's so much Marvelness about it, mm. Marvelness surrounding it that makes it fun because like i said it's playing in the marvel sandbox it's it's just one chapter in this ongoing saga that i've invested so much time and that i love mm-hmm. and on the strength of all that no uh yeah it's it's fine it's it go watch it it's cool effect sam jackson's in it there's some cool characters in it ben mandelson's fun it's just uh it's that's the leading woman she's not unwatchable she's not she doesn't ruin the movie she's not insufferable but is she worthy to be the heir of the of the marvel uh this is a throne big, so just, this is a big shoe she's got to fill and basically yeah is uh, she the next robert downey jr no hell no, no. hell no yeah you're right because marvel robert downey jr has sort of been the anchor that everything has been built around he's been the spine of this whole franchise for over a decade and it seems like kevin feige saying she's the next she's the one who's, she's who's gonna take the mantle no I don't see that happening. No. So I can right now. I mean, we have for the this new this new phase we're we're going into right now. We might be losing some old ones, but right now, so the new faces we have: Captain Marvel, we got Black Panther, we got Spider Man. Um, who else is that it so far? Like as far as the new faces go, maybe oh, Winter, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. He can, Winter Soldier, Falcon. Maybe one of them could be Captain America. I was that's, thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Renner's getting up there. Scarlett Johansson's she could still stick around. People seem to like her, and they need some women. Elizabeth Olsen could probably stick around. Yeah, yeah, she can. She's. I hope she does. She's still mm-hmm. young enough. Um. But yeah. Uh. Okay. Vision technically as as an android could, but Paul Bettany he was already getting up there by the time they cast him. Yeah. But he's got so much fucking makeup. Maybe you could uh, <laughs> keep him around. Explore him and Scarlet Witch's story. Yeah, have them do like a one-off. You know what? There's um, they're gonna be doing a lot of stuff with that Disney Plus app, the streaming app, and a lot of these characters are gonna be getting them like little series on this little streaming app. Like Loki's getting one. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Vision and Scarlet Witch. Loki's dead. Series. Yeah, we saw him I die. I know. So no what are you even talking about. This time. 
It's probably <laughs> he said it, man. <laughs> he fucking told us. Ugh. But yeah, a little vision in Scarlet Witch, the little series that would be nice. That'd be kind of fun. Think Marvel uh, Ruffalo could stick around? I mean, as Hulk, he's just CG. It doesn't matter how old Bruce gets. Yeah, um, I like Mark Ruffalo. I wouldn't mind seeing him stick around. Uh, he's he's fun. Paul Rudd, you want to keep? Or well, I heard that uh, the girl who plays his kid has been recast. Really? Oh, I like, so I like maybe the girl. I like the little girl that played his, his daughter. She's fucking adorable. Yeah, I love yeah, her. She was, yeah, uh, Peanut. But I heard that she was recast or something. Maybe they're gonna go older, and maybe she'll become like the next Wasp or, or something like that. Like, yeah. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking so. Because she does, she's one of the young Avengers in the comics. Yeah. Um, but you have her, and then what was what was Captain Marvel's friend's daughter's name? Monica oh, or Maria or whatever. Maria Rambo. She was a kid. Yeah. She was a kid. She in becomes Photon. So yeah, she's so she's an adult now in current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she might be something coming up pretty soon. Um, th- there was but that who- one. There was that one bit and that one quick scene in the in-game trailer. With Hawkeye teaching his little girl how to sh- shoot an arrow, maybe she's gonna, Ooh. maybe she's gonna grow up to be hot girl. Yeah. No wait, <laughs> no, wait, that's already a thing. <laughs> wait, DC DC has a hot girl. Uh, yeah. Girl eye. No, wait, that's stupid. Um, I'm sure they have a name. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying they're probably leading to like a Young Avengers movie or some shit or, or some kind of new new thing here, but. Uh... I don't know. Um, is there we, we've all we we talked about Brie Larson. Um, have you thought about like like fantasy cast? Like who would you have liked to have seen play Captain Marvel? Is there anybody that you would have preferred or had any thoughts about? Oh, shit, I wish you'd give me some time to think about that. I'd love to yeah. to have a dream casting moment. I off the top of my uh, uh, Natalie Dormer. I don't know. Um, she plays Marjorie Tyrell mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones, and I don't know why that was the first thought that came to my mind. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking of nothing but blonde women, and I mean, she, well, Captain Marvel in the comics is blonde, yeah, but there's just so few white blonde women in Hollywood to choose from. <laughs> hmm. You could dye your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> like, like, um. I don't know. How old is Brie? You probably want someone around, like, you know, late 20, 30. Damn, you put me on the spot. I wish you had told me ahead of time yeah. you were going to ask me that. You know, I'll, stay, I'll just say Natalie Dormer. Okay. I like her. She's cute. I was thinking someone like maybe Charlize Theron. She'd have been good. She's, she's already, you know, she's uh, not to her start age. the franchise. She's a little mm-hmm. too old. I hate to say it. Um, but I think she's got the right kind of spunk for it. Like a little attitude, you know. Ten years ago, I would have said, fuck yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to, like, if I made that joke, if you want to start the franchise with her, if you had started it ten years ago with Charlie, hell yeah. She'd have been yeah. great. She's, she's tall, she's gorgeous, she kicks fucking ass. If anybody's seen uh, Atomic Blonde, she's a fucking Atomic Blonde. Does that describe Captain Marvel or what? <laughs> it does, uh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally perfect for it. You know what? Fuck it. Caster, <laughs> I would have rather I would have rather seen her for sure, and she kicks fucking ass in Atomic Blonde. Yeah, uh, she does. Yeah, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. she's so fucking badass in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. If this was like twenty years ago, um, I would say Katie Sackhoff. 
from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never seen Battlestar. I've heard good things. One day I'm going to watch it. So I, I've never, I know who she is. Never really seen her yeah. or anything. She was like the bad guy in that uh, Bionic Woman series that lasted eight episodes and was canceled. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I own it. Uh, huh. Well, now if we're jumping timelines and shit. <laughs> Linda Hamilton. <laughs> no, she's not blonde enough. Mm. Hair dye, man. Mm. For for dream casting, would well, you know? What? I would love to live in an alternate universe where, uh, like, Kate Beckinsale was cast as Black Widow. Ooh. You know, how about an actress who can fucking speak Russian? <laughs> I mean, like the Kate Beckinsale. No, Kate yeah. Beckinsale speaks Russian. Yeah, she's she's near perfect. I mean, yeah, she's a perfect. Yeah, specimen. she would have been fucking. Yeah. Per- she would she could fucking save Russia or Mila Jovovich, who actually is well, she's Ukrainian, but she knows fucking Russia. She could do the accent. She looks the part. She. They're both taller. We both know they kick ass for Resident Evil and Underworld. We both know they can keep up with the boys. Mm-hmm. Plus, they were a little older, so it wouldn't look so ridiculous to have this child running around next to <laughs> all these 45-year-old men and stuff. <laughs> God, can you imagine if either of them had been... Or Emily Blunt, who was originally cast, but then had to drop out at the last minute. Really? Oh. Yeah, she was the original Black Widow, and I was psyched. I'm just tired of seeing them... Black, okay, you know, okay, you know the Justice League cartoons, how like they made Batman so overpowered just so he can keep up with like Superman and Wonder Woman and all that. Right, yeah, like he fucking took, he knocked over Darkseid with like a drop kick. Yeah, <laughs> like he knocked over Darkseid with just a kick. Batman, a human man, knocked over. Like get the fuck out. And this, the the, the shit in Infinity War that even Wanda, maybe one of the most powerful Avengers, could even take down Proxima Midnight. But then. Uh, 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 Johansson shows up and she's kicking her ass. Like, get the fuck! Stop trying to make her so overpowered just so she can keep up with the big boys. Uh, this okay. This went on a weird tangent. I'm just now. I'm just ranting. I just remember you made me. Where's think, my blood pressure pressure medication? <laughs> you made me. You made me think. My right arm stingling. That, that one thing you told me uh, when the very the first Avengers movie came out, like the trailer for it. And they have like that that pan around shot of like all the Avengers, <laughs> and you see them all powering up. You got the the shield and the hammer, all that, and you see her just cocking her little forty five. Yeah, because that's gonna take down aliens. She took down fifteen aliens with that gun. And then I took and I killed fifteen of them. You're welcome. That from Saturday Night Live. That's the Hawkeye sketch. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm out of arrows. How many arrows did you bring? All of them, like eleven, eleven. <laughs> There's a hundred thousand aliens, and I killed eleven of them. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was funny. Um, so yeah, Captain Marvel. It's worth checking out. Um, because it's a Marvel movie. But pretty could much, it done, could it have that's, been that's, better? That's my yes. only. Rec- that's my, my. That's my only recommendation. Yeah. It's it's good to watch it because it's a Marvel movie. Could it have been better? Could it have been great? Maybe with someone else. That's my. Those are my. Those are my Jerry Springer final thoughts. Okay. Um, <laughs> and be kind to each other or something. You, those are go. my Ellen final thoughts. There you go. So as as Brie Larson, uh, I'm gonna say uh, for me that's a no, dog. And those are my Randy Jackson <laughs> final thoughts. 
<laughs> you got anything else? You got a sun cow or anything? No. <laughs> for me, you know, there that that's my review for the movie. For me, that's a no, dog. <laughs> so you don't recommend it? Okay. Right. No, I'm sorry. That's my review for Brie Larson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of if I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to stay positive when I'm I'm thinking about this, and that's why I'm saying I had such low expectations for Brie Larson and everything. So I'm gonna say. She's, she wasn't terrible. She didn't bog the movie down, but she wasn't great. She was just there. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, I'm going to stick with that. My one my one complaint, my one gripe that I had earlier about the scroll, the, the, the swerve with the, with the scrolls, um, I didn't care for it. I didn't like it. And it, to me, it, just, it felt like a wasted opportunity, personally. So... Okay. I mean, I didn't see that potential you were talking about, but I just appreciated that it actually caught me off guard, which I wasn't yeah. expecting. Usually, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. It's kind of hard to fool me. You got to get up pretty early. Kind of. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I was like surprised when I felt surprised. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I, I did not. Th- I mean, I, I may also because you know, I, like I said, Ben Mendelsohn has sort of been typecast in a villain role, and I hear he's a scroll. Ben Mendelsohn is playing a scroll. I'm like, bam! There's your villain. And there was all this rumor that Jude Law was Marvel, yeah, yeah. so I thought I kind of knew what I was walking into. Yeah. And then when they kind of flipped it on me, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." Yeah, and I liked I like seeing live action scrolls. Finally, I mean, we're living in an age where we have scrolls yeah. on, on, <laughs> on, in a movie, you know, and they look like like scrolls. scrolls yeah. Like the com- yeah, they had the, the 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 chin, the sort of sh- the Thanos type looking type type chin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they look like fucking scrolls. Yeah, so I mean, I dug everything. I dug, I dug all the the looks and aesthetics of everything in the movie. I think all, everything looked great in the movie visually, but uh, yeah, I just I wish they didn't do that 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 plot point with the scrolls. But it is what it is. I'm sure they're gonna get back around. They're gonna circle back around to that, and they'll have some kind of event or something that's gonna have the scrolls come back and actually try to. Do the secret invasion type thing. I got. I have to have. I got to have faith at some point they're going to do that. Yeah, they need a big. Like you said, this has been Infinity Saga. We need a big overarching saga for the night. I don't think invasion. Uh, a secret invasion will be it. I don't know what. I don't know what it's going to be. Who knows? Kevin Feige knows. Kevin Feige knows. <laughs> the shadow knows. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, that was it for um, for the review itself. Um, but we kind of teased this at the start of the episode that there was some news that came out recently. And you mentioned we mentioned uh, Guardians earlier during the review, and it was announced. Oh yeah, it was announced this week that James Gunn was rehired back on. Even though he never left, he was still going to get writer's credit because <laughs> they're going to use the script. But now he's officially back on as the director of Guardians Three now. Yeah, so. he, he he ate some humble pie, and they mm-hmm. forgave him. You know, he did his walk of shame. Yeah, and they 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 brought him back. Yeah, um, which is cool. Unfortunately, they dragged their ass so long that DC got their hooks in him. So we're getting a Suicide Squad. Well, it's not called Suicide Squad Two because it's not a sequel. He's yeah. not attaching himself to that first movie, which right. that made me happy. Yes, that he's, that he's not beholden to whatever. Uh, David Ayer did. In fact, mm-hmm. I think I heard. Did I? I hope I remember. Like Will Smith has been recast. 
Yes. And I think I read it was is is it Idris Elba? Did I read that correctly? They were that name was tossed around. I don't know if it's official or the. the I no. thought I might have read it was official, but uh, who knows? Um, so it's 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 a new it's a new cast of people. It's a new thing. Mm-hmm. So that makes me hopeful. And if they're smart, yeah. they'll give James Gunn creative control because mm-hmm. he's proven himself that he can play in this in this arena with these big dogs. Yeah. So and we'll get a real and it'll be curious to see what because you know Joss Whedon. Yes, he did Avengers and he kind of did Justice League, but we'll really get to see what a guy does when he plays both sides of the fence. That's what I'm kind of interested to see. <laughs> and I'm, I'm more morbidly curious than anything. Yeah, but now we have to wait, though, because these, yeah. the, the Suicide Squad, that's coming out in, like, fall of 2021. So, from there, we have that's after that's out, then he's going to start on Guardians 3, so we're waiting. We're, we're, not, getting, we're not getting Guardians 3 till what, 2022, 23? Maybe they'll pop there? up in a story in, a, in the next Captain. Like, you know how, like, Iron Man showed up? It, like, mm-hmm. it was Captain America Civil War, yeah. but it was basically Avengers 3. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like maybe they'll show up in other stories now. Just to, just to hold him in place. Yeah, just, just yeah. to, just to yeah. come on, we want more Guardians. Okay, we'll give you a little bit of Guardians, just to, just to, yeah. just to wet her appetite. Yeah. Um, you think they'll finally... I'm, I'm glad, because I really wanted to see where they went with that Adam Warlock story. Yeah. Set up. Yeah. Which and and they to their credit they said that they were always going to keep his script so whatever was going to happen I assume that was already in the in the works that they were going to. Um, it's just weird that they now because of all this, I mean they already have a script they already have their cast but they can't do shit <laughs> until he works for the competition <laughs> and then come back and work on this movie. It's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird situation all around. What if he sabotages suicide, Dude, suicide squad and makes, and makes it suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that like was... what if that, what if that was how he got back into Disney? That's, was, He's like, come on, like, that. like that was, we'll give you the, thing. I don't know, man. Cause now you're being hired on by the competition. Like, well, how about this? Like I'm, I'm on the inside now. Like he'll give you DC company secrets, and I know, like they let me into the room. I got to, I got to see the big board, and I know what their plans are. <laughs> and he's got a little camera in his belt buckle, and he's like taking pictures of their big DC slate <laughs> and shit like that. Now he's like a corporate spy for Marvel. Like, okay, we'll let you back in, but not without some, some secrets and stuff. Do you think? I mean, do you think Marvel even sweats DC at this point? Like, I don't think so. No. Uh... I don't know. We'll, we'll find out uh, when DC's next movie comes out, uh, Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping... Isn't funny that, like, Shazam and, and Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel yeah. come out within, like, a few months of each other? A few weeks? So next month? Like, uh, I was yeah, kind of hoping yeah. that... I was kind of hoping that it would be the same month, so that in the same month they both come out, we both get... We get two Captain Marvel movies. But, uh... And DC should have stuck to the name, the original name, and called it Captain Marvel just to fuck with Marvel. <laughs> but that... Well, yeah. <laughs> But he's not even Captain Marvel in the books anymore. I know, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like I think they did it first, but then they like abandoned it, and then Marvel like jumped in. Like you're not using Captain Marvel. We claimed it. Like, yeah, Captain Marvel's art. Yeah. Like that's it. It was gonna come to a head eventually. Someone was gonna sue somebody. <laughs> so yeah, might as well just clear it, clear it up. So you know, to be honest, for a name, I think Shazam sounds better than Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's kind of a handful. It's catchy. Shazam. Yeah. 
Shazam. And then what's what's a Captain What's a Captain Marvel? Is that a mascot for Marvel? Like, why is it Captain Marvel in your name, Marvel? That is stupid. Yeah, the fact that it's the company that's like yeah. you know I'm I'm Major DC, <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm Colonel DC. That sounds stupid. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. Anyways, oh, um, so there was that, and then um, yeah, James Gunn come back because that's that's some good news. But that was kind of overshadowed by the fact that. Uh, after all the hurdles and legalities and everything else that was, they had to go through uh, to get this deal done. The Disney Fox deal is officially done. All I think the last hurdle was like the Fox shareholders had to get their stuff approved or some shit on what they were doing with that. Anyway, so that's all done. So it's done deal. It's officially Fox is owned by Disney, so they can start using characters and they can do whatever they want to start doing now. So, um, have it. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, they couldn't uh, get the deal done. I, I guess we're getting Dark Phoenix. I guess that's unavoidable. There was all this talk months ago that maybe Marvel would squash it, that Disney would just squash it because they don't want a shitty movie to hurt yeah. their intellectual property and their, you know. But we're getting Dark Phoenix. That's a whole other conversation. New Mutants yeah. still looks like it's a ways away. We got that trailer. Like better part of a year ago, it seems almost Dude, months ago. That movie was supposed to come out on my birthday last year. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be so long ago. Uh, I don't know what's happening with New Mutants. I don't know if we'll ever get it. Dude, a few this, a, a few months ago, they were supposed to do reshoots, and they haven't even done them yet. Like, I, I think, at that, now we're so far gone. I think Marvel, uh, Marvel, Disney, what have you, might just squash it. At the very least, throw it on the Disney app or Hulu, maybe, or something, some kind of streaming service. Try and make some there. change off it. Make yeah. a, make a few sh- make a few schmeckles. Yeah, hmm. schmeckles. Would you? Okay, let's just say they did. Would if you saw a trailer, they're releasing it in theaters. Would you be psyched for New Mutants from the one trailer? You it saw? would have to be an awesome trailer. <laughs> like, no, it would just, have to be an well, amazing. From trailer. what you from that one trailer you did see, would you be psyched no, for it? No. <laughs> it looked like it was a horror movie. But with mutants, I mean, I'm cool with the idea of taking a, a new genre and inserting it. You know, like uh, you know, Captain uh, Winter Soldier was like a uh, like a spy thriller. Mm. You know, it had a new genre. Right. This Captain Marvel shit, you can almost call it like it had like a buddy cop element to it. With her and Fury, you know, yeah. I don't mind taking a genre and and mix it in with the. Uh, oh no! The don't no! Don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with that. No, I like that. I, I like when they do that because it freshens up the the genre itself. It's not yeah. just a, it's just it's not just a stagnant comic book movie. You know, you have different uh, ways of presenting the material in different ways, which keeps it fresh. So I definitely I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. But Spider Man was like a teen movie. Yeah, the John Hughes movie. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, apparently the test screenings for New Mutants, it wasn't horror enough. So mm. that's why they're going to go back and do reshoots, but they never did. <laughs> that was months. I'm telling you, that was like 2018. I heard about reshoots. That never happened. So I don't know. I don't want to see it for Maisie Williams. She plays Will Spain. I like Maisie Williams. It'd be cool to see her do something not Arya. Yeah. Hmm. But that was pretty much the only thing that made me like, oh, okay. So with the uh, that deal being official, is there anything that you're looking for in particular? Any new characters that start popping up? Is there like anything 
right off the top of the, your head that you want to see first from Fantastic Four? Yeah, I'm almost more excited about that. I th- okay, I think obviously if you if you're gonna do Fantastic Four, you got to do it together. You got to introduce all the Fantastic Four. I don't need an origin story, but but they got they're a package deal. Mm-hmm. They're Marvel's first family. Yeah. That being said, the X Men. Mutants in general, I think you can drop them piece by piece over like the over two movies. You know, mm-hmm. you do a Black Panther movie, maybe he gets married to Storm, and you introduce her that way. You know, uh, you know, have a movie pop. Uh, maybe you know, there's been some mutants who have been on the Avengers team. You know, like Beast. And, well, obviously mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, but she's not a mutant. But um, you know, introduce mutants one at a time. Don't just bam. Here's an X Men movie. You know, lay some groundwork first. And you know, and and get us excited, and then drop the next Men movie. Yeah, I'm, but uh, uh, Fantastic yeah. Four movies got to be done that. at once. And 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 just get that casting right, man. Because uh, that's that's a big flaw of the last three Fantastic Four movies All we've had. <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought that Roger Corman cast nailed it, but uh, <laughs> the last three—it's the most true to form movie we've seen. <laughs> Well, you know what? I thought Chris Evans was a pretty good Johnny Storm. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, that's that 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 that's about it. That, that ends it right there. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, if you think about it, it's almost uh, you know Chris Evans's his contract for Captain Mar- Captain America is done. <laughs> he goes right back and to now, and now they got Fantastic Four. Hey, he can go back. <laughs> Dude, you know who make a badass Reed Richards? And I'm not even kidding. Robert Downey Jr. No, mm, no. Reed Rich is too serious, and you'd be restrict. You'd it'd be like shackling Robert Downey Jr.'s charm. I'm just saying he looks like Reed Richards. Fan casting. Do you got anybody for Mister Fantastic, Reed Richards? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I get the idea to skewer younger because you want them to last for like ten years, but you can't go too young, otherwise you end up with Fan Forstick. Mm-hmm. Like they were fucking kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, give me a what like thirty. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know what name we, I keep seeing tossed around for for fan casting on that is uh, John Krasinski. That's who, Mister Fantastic. No, 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 no. I like John Krasinski. He's too. Uh, he's 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 in heavy talks to be Batman. Is he? I haven't heard of that one. Okay. Really? No. Google that. He, he's he's uh, he's a serious consideration for that. I don't like that either. But. Um, yeah. <laughs> If it's a choice, I would go for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't see him being a scientist. I don't see him being super intelligent. The guy could barely sell paper. I don't see him being a... <laughs> yeah, I was seeing his name for uh, for Richards and uh, Emily Blunt as Invisible Woman. Mm, they need, she'd have to give her a blonde wig. Or, or do we want an Invisible Woman who's not blonde? Fine, a brunette, invisible woman. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Because otherwise, you know what? Then we then it means you have to dye your hair. And we saw how well that worked out for Jessica Alba. Do you go CG for the thing? Yeah. Yeah. But make it look good. No. Yeah, yeah you have to. This is a guy who goes toe-to-toe with the Hulk. It can't just be a dude in makeup. I want to see Hulk versus Thing sometime in my lifetime. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for sure, yeah, CGI thing, motion capture CGI thing, for sure. But he wears pants or shorts 
or a onesie yes. or something. Yes. But don't just let him walk around bareback like he did in Fan Force. <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. The whole movie was awkward. God damn it. Um, I kind of want to see Doctor Doom show up before Fantastic Four. Like you're saying, I don't need an origin story. I don't need an origin story of uh, Fantastic Four. We know them. It's like Spider-Man. We know what their shit is. But uh, we need a big villain. And Doctor Doom, man, that's the way to go. Who do you want? Okay, let me ask you this. Who do you want to see first? <laughs> what villain do you want to see? You want to see Doctor Doom show up or Magneto show up? Just like as a big bad. Just, just we need to fight someone. And this is how you can introduce the new heroes. You know, by introducing the villains first. I'm thinking if they do Doctor Doom, like, okay, like I was about to say, Doctor Doom kind of seems a little silly, like a, a guy in a suit of armor. But you think Tony Stark? What if Tony? What if you sort of introduce Doctor Doom through Tony Stark? And that's sort of why he adopts. I'm gonna just wear armor all the time, because it seems kind of weird <laughs> in the Marvel universe to have a villain who just wears armor. Because Tony, Tony only wears it when he's fighting, but Doctor Doom like wears that shit to bed. Yeah, you know, um, like he sits on his throne in his armor, and that seems kind of weird. It's I don't know. It's it looks cool. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't want to see like what we got in Finn Forstick. Where he's... I, I'd rather have Doctor Doom than Magneto. I don't need Magneto for a while. Like every X, like how many X Men movies have we had so far? Ten maybe, and like like nine of them have had Magneto in them or something. When there's a whole lot of other X Men villains, but it's that cast. I want to see like all new. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not talking Fastbender Magneto or or uh, Ian McKellen. I'm talking about whoever we're gonna get as this new Magneto. That's what I mean. Act. I don't need Magneto. I'd rather have a different a different X Men villain. There's plenty to choose from, but more. But uh, Fox like only uses Magneto and Mystique. <laughs> yeah. So I said villain. Mystique's a hero. She's the fucking leader of the X Men. What are you talking about? Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't need Magneto for a little while. And if and and they if Marvel wants to differentiate themselves and set themselves separate from Fox, give me a different villain. Give me some different X Men. I don't yeah. need the uh, yeah. Give me. I don't need Wolverine right away, either. He he shouldn't be front and center on the first one. Down the line, maybe. Guess what's gonna happen? <laughs> let let the X Men become a brand in their own right, and then give us Wolverine. But don't. Not from the start. No. I do not envy whoever is going to be cast to play Wolverine, because everybody's still wanting Hugh Jackman to come back. But I want to see someone else play Wolverine. Hugh Jackman had his time, I think, and he he went out on a good note on Logan. So that was the end of that that iteration, I think. Yeah, he's but, he's uh, he is too old. Yeah, too yeah. old to begin the training. Yes, he's too old. Yeah, love Hugh Jackman though. Yeah, bring Hugh Jackman back and have him be like Mister Sinister or something. Ooh, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put him in some makeup so we're not really seeing Hugh Jackman, but it'd be like it's fucking Hugh Jackman in an X Men movie. Dude, I like that. Yeah, he looks a little like he could be Mister Sinister. Yeah, that's what I'm visualizing right now. As you're yeah, saying that. yeah. <laughs> that little triangle little or diamond, 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 diamond thing he's got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could totally do it. And he'd be he'd be good. He, he he aged out of Wolverine, but he aged into a different character dude i really like that <laughs> dang well, on that note <laughs> yeah no yeah. <laughs> all right um anything else you want to talk before we wrap this thing up uh, i think we're good okay but uh, st- uh stay tuned because we're working on something uh soon 
Oh yeah. We actually re- we recorded something already, but it's taken a lot of editing to get it done. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be something special by the time we get to you. This was a this wasn't a placeholder rep. <laughs> we put all the time and effort <laughs> to record this for you because only the best for you. <laughs> Who's a placeholder? This was certainly not a placeholder. How dare you say something like that? Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in this episode. And if you want to check out any of our past episodes, go to our website, popculturerewind.com. Also, follow us on social media, popculturerewind uh, on our Facebook page. And then also on Instagram and on Twitter. And then do a search for us on iTunes. You can subscribe to our podcast on there. So give us a rate and review. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, shoot us a line. Tell us if you've got any suggestions or anything. We'll be glad to hear them. So until then, always remember to pop your culture. Later. One more question. Um, what does it mean to be a woman in film? It means it's really hard. Uh, and if you're a woman of color, then it's really, really hard. You know, I forgot to mention while we're talking about that, that uh, in the new in-game trailer, there there was already um, people hating on the trailer <laughs> for uh, in regards to... Uh, Captain Marvel in this, but I think it was coming more or less from like uh, maybe some feminists or some women groups or whatever. But the the it, the complaint that I've been seeing is in this trailer, she's in that very last scene in the new trailer where Thor's talking to her and everything. Which again, we're trying to get the um, you know, when Thor says I like her, you know, so now we got his. Like the Avengers are endorsing her. Yeah, exactly. We got the thank you. She just the, stands there and does nothing. Yeah, I like her. Like, what did she do that made him like her? Yeah, and that's 
the endorsement. It's a little heavy-handed, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, that particular scene, people were calling him out like, uh, "Oh, look at her!" You know, you know, we got a man directing this movie, so now look at her. She's got her hair all nice and straight, and her she's got lipstick, and makeup, and that's true. Yeah. So <laughs> her hair's done, makeup, <laughs> lipstick. She looks all pretty and everything, but you know, she didn't need to do all that in, in her movie. But when a man's directing her, she's got to look all all pretty and everything. It's like, well. I don't know. It's just funny that people already like finding ways of. Um, are these women complaining? I would assume so. It yeah. doesn't sound like some guy you... complaining about. That's funny, yeah. like because this movie, you know, has clearly has a big feminist agenda, right? Yeah, and this has been admitted by the stars, and so it has a feminist agenda, and now like it's the feminists who are now hating on her. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they eat their own, man. It's like uh, <laughs> you do what. Like Pun praying mantises. <laughs> uh, the female of the species is the deadlier of the two. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say like, oh, now that a woman, I'm sorry, now that a man is directing this movie, mm. now she's become more sexualized. You know, uh, uh, Patty Jenkins directed Wonder Woman and mm. all the um, Amazons, you know, they looked, their, their, their outfits were fairly modest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Zack Snyder comes in and directs... Uh, justice league mm-hmm. and we get that scene with the amazons one of the better scenes in the movie if you ask me and they are wearing yeah. like skimpy uh you know their boobs are out and they're wearing basically like thongs and bustiers made of leather you know they are much more scantily clad their abs, like, their, their abs are showing out of the they cut little cut yeah. out for the, you can see their abs and stuff yeah, yeah they look like like fan art of rogue in the savage land just all torn and strategically placed oh that's some good that's some good artwork actually by the way yeah yeah <laughs> and they're like you know what what changed between the two movies well it's because a woman director versus a man director yeah uh, maybe these people are taking the same thing only whereas these women are literally showing all these parts of their thighs and breasts and Brie Larson has on um, some lip gloss makeup <laughs> like like wow yeah <laughs> you know it's funny like i don't maybe it's just me but like if this stuff isn't pointed out to me i like the amazon stuff i probably wouldn't even notice the outfits if it wasn't like pointed out and the thing with the Brie Larson thing wearing makeup and stuff i wouldn't even notice that if it wasn't brought up so People make all these things a big deal, and it's just like, let's just watch the movies. Let's, why can't we just enjoy it for what it is? I mean, mm, it's fucking inter- internet. It's entertainment, man. I mean, it's, it's a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? so, I don't know. Maybe I'm just simple like that. Yeah, I miss the time before social media when, when there was a, a tool to bring things like this to our attention. Yeah, when we would just enjoy a movie based solely on what we thought, we yeah, didn't have thousands of strangers throwing their opinions at it and altering how we perceived it, and altering how companies change things um, that they didn't want to change or you know whatever the case they cave to these uh, arguments. Uh, yeah, because the most vocal people are like the people who are most active on social media, and those aren't the people who yeah. you want uh, guiding yeah. <laughs> the yeah. course of of certain franchises. Well, that's the term, the vocal minority, right? Because it's, it's, they speak up the most, you know. But I don't know, man. Yeah, if if Twitter shut down and Facebook shut down, I wouldn't mind, <laughs> to be honest. I'd, yeah. But something else would pop up to replace it, mm. I'm sure. But how would Trump communicate uh, all of his thoughts every day? A megaphone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
from the white from the lawn. Uh, the one place he megaphone. needs a megaphone because he gives speeches in front of a helicopter there every day. The one time he needs a megaphone, he doesn't use it. It would be the biggest megaphone ever. <laughs> It'd be huge. And, Mexico, and Mexico's gonna pay for it. So earlier this week, USC Annenberg's Inclusive Initiative released findings that 67% of the top critics reviewing the 100 highest grossing movies in 2017 were white males. Less than a quarter were white women and less than 10% were unrepresented men. Only 2.5% of those top critics were women of color. So you're probably thinking right now, like, wow, that super doesn't represent the country that I live in, and that's because that's true. This is a huge disconnect from the US population breakdown of 30% white men, 30% white women, 20% men of color, and 20% women of color. On top of all of this, am I saying that I hate white dudes? No, I'm not. But what I am saying is, is that if you make a movie that is a love letter to women of color, there is an insanely low chance a woman of color will have the chance to see your movie and review your movie. Other people besides white dudes like Star Wars and would love the opportunity to do a set visit. And I'm also saying I don't hate white dudes. I'm just saying we need to be conscious of our bias and do our part to make sure that everyone is in the room. Good reviews out of festivals give small independent films a fighting chance to be bought and seen. Good reviews help films gross money. Good reviews slingshot films into awards contenders. A good review can change your life. It changed mine. We are expanding to make films that better reflect the people that buy movie tickets, but they are not allowed enough chances to read public discourse on these films by the people that these films were made for. I do not need a 40-year-old white dude to tell me what didn't work for him about A Wrinkle in Time. It wasn't made for him. I want to know what that film meant to women of color, to biracial women, to teen women of color, to teens that are biracial. And for the third time, I don't hate white dudes. That was wonderful! Bravo! I loved that! Oh, it was great! Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful! It was terrible! Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo!